Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast from Tea Buddies. Uh, this is the second episode on personality test. And today, again, with my friend Ken here, we're going to discuss another personality test, which is MBTI 16 personality. Uh, 16 personalities. Okay. So before we get into personality test and like how it works and share our results, uh, let's catch up a bit with Ken. It's been quite a while uh, since we last talked. So how are you doing, Ken? Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And today, quite interesting, 16 personality. And how I was doing, it has been quite one week, right? I'm not mistaken. Mainly yeah. working on my you know, startup, you know, learning on my side. Not much interesting thing to share. Yeah. What more okay. interesting is what we're going to talk about, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, for your information, like right now, Ken is in Malaysia. I'm in Turkey. So it's like five hour difference. And like yes. it, it takes a lot to coordinate these things. <laughs> Ever since I've, I've been in Turkey, it's, it's been really a challenge uh, to, to cope with the time difference. But well, we are working it out. And today we are here with MBTI. So let's get to it. All yes. right. So, so what we're going to talk about today, as we mentioned, is like uh, another personality uh, uh, classification. And in MBTI or 16 personalities, uh, we have uh, four main roles or four main types of personalities, uh, which is analyst, uh, diplomat. Uh, we have sentinels and explorers. So these are the four main uh or like four major personality types within MBTI. And under these four, there are other four subcategories of personalities. We don't have enough time to go through all of them, uh, yeah. but you can definitely check uh, T-Buddy's Instagram for more information. I'll be sharing uh, uh, materials for you to check out how, um, I mean, a description of MBTI and how each individual uh, personality type is described, you know, the weaknesses, the strengths. Well, I'll share the link and you can check that out. But for today's uh, conversation, we stick to uh, mine and my and Ken's results uh, of this yeah. test. Uh, and before we get into our yeah. result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, so before we get into that, uh, when you take the test, uh, it the measurement is is based on five personality aspects, which are uh, mind, which is uh, divided into extroversion, introversion. We have energy as the second, which is divided into I mean, like categorized uh, uh, in uh, the two category of uh, what intuitive was it? And yeah, in, yeah, intuitive and observant. We have nature. Okay. Uh, as the third aspect, which is thinking, thinking and, feeling. and feeling, we have tactics. Uh, what are the tactics, Ken? Judging and prospecting. Prospecting. And we have the identity, yep. which is uh, assertive and turbulent. So when you take the test, your results fall under uh, either side of the spectrum uh, of these five aspects. Uh, and each have their own meanings. Uh, we'll go through them one by one with Ken today. 
both of us have taken this test before. We're not going to discuss in detail what it looked like last time. Uh, I mean, our result, uh, you know, it was a bit different. We will, you know, touch on but it slightly. Different, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we I don't mean, get slightly, into detail. Not, not too much. Yeah. So we want to like spend our time today on explaining uh, the current result that we got. I did the test today. When did you do it, Ken? You did it today too? Uh, same, today. Okay, I just so, uh, did it again, get the result to see anything changed compared to the past year. Okay, hot and fresh. So, oopsie. Uh, <laughs> let's start with our result uh, for the MBTI test. Uh, I think uh, for those who are watching the video, Ken will be... Uh, uh, sharing uh, the screen uh, and for those who listen to podcasts well we'll be explaining uh, uh, the result and you can just listen so who's gonna go first Ken? yep uh, can you see the screen already yeah yeah it's there it's there yeah how about you go first okay <laughs> all right all right so i'll go with mine uh the first time, or like the first two times that I did the MBTI test, uh, I was INFJ type A, and that's called a uh, an advocate. It's not much different from the mediator, the result that I got today. Uh, they, are, they both fall under the diplomat category, main category. So not much of a difference, a lot of... Uh, uh, commonalities and similarities between the two uh, personality types. Uh, but let me actually, just, I have uh, to say, yep. uh, actually, I have to say, I, I got I got the same result previously, same as you. Also, I have JA, is it? Yes, yes, okay. exactly the same back then, That's but so now it's different. Now it's different, yeah, guys. Before this podcast, I, I never knew Ken and I had so many things in common because we always argued, like, we, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Whenever we talked about something, we had totally different views on it and we, we rarely or barely got on the same ground. But it's so interesting that nowadays a lot of similarities are emerging. I don't know what happened. Probably the pandemic kind of like diffused our personality in a way to, to, to yep. match one another. In some way, maybe. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So I got the mediator uh, personality type today. Uh, and... Okay, let's go through it one by one from the mind uh, aspect, okay? So, okay, in terms of mind, extroversion, introversion, I stand somewhere in between. So not much of a, uh, you know, skew over there. Uh, and it makes sense because generally I'm an introverted person, generally, which means if I Typically. am... <laughs> typically, yeah, typically, um, uh, by nature, I'm an introverted person. Uh, let's say if I am in a new environment, I just changed school, you know. Uh, I remember the first semester that I joined help. I I just waited for people to approach me, you know. Like, I, I never talked to, to new people, never make friends that way. I just waited for them to approach me, and then we introduced ourselves. I made friends like that during the first year. But then when I become a friend, uh, I'm the most out, outspoken person in the group. So, you know, I'm the one who initiate the conversation, who check on everyone, who, who you know, like, uh, who asks, like, when are we going out together? a lot together? of questions, yeah. <laughs> a lot of questions, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I really, I, for me, I really felt the change right, as a friend. No? Mm, mm. I just, uh, uh, for me, when I know you, you're the more kind of 
the more extroverted already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about the much about your past when you first came. When yeah. you say you're more isolated and when you get more and more socialized, that's where you feel like you more extroverted because you have more friends. Yeah, yeah, that's like one to... thing. And the other thing is, Ken, like I've told you before, is the fact that I wanted to get out of out of my comfort zone at the same time fighting my shadows. And like archetypes are like topic topics for another like different episode. But yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a really uh, big topic. But uh, when you try to resolve conflicts within yourself, it means like you're you're outgrowing yourself. You're you're breaking through yourself. Uh, and that yeah. that comes with a lot of story to share, you know. And the more I broke through myself, the more shadows I fought. I felt as though I have more stories to tell. And you know, and when you have more stories to tell, you need more audiences to hear that stories, you know. So I got you more socialized. people. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I wanted more people to hear what happened to me. So that's where the extroversion kind of emerged because for the first sixteen years of my life, I was, I was a very I was on the severe side of, of introversion, you know, I'll always stay at home, you know, never had close friends. I stay alone, go, eat alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that kind of person. But then for the past eight years, I, I, I've seen the change as well. And that could be a reason, you know, the fact that I wanted to share my stories with more people and get to hear you more something stories. To share. You, know? yeah, you have something to share and to see, to we spread some values to others as so, well. Yeah, yeah, at some yeah. point I can relate to you. Maybe I'll share it a bit more later. Yeah. Okay. It's quite yeah. similar yeah. pattern I noticed from what mm-hmm. I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh okay. Shall we move on to the to the energy one? Uh okay. When it comes to energy, it's as you see, the, the spectrum goes from intuitive to observant. Uh just for your information. Uh, we can we can remember it like this, you know, that intuitive people are more spontaneous, more like kind of uh, improvising. Observant people are more, uh, you know, th- they deal with facts, uh, things that they observe in daily life, experiences that they had. Uh, more you know, practical, real- more hands-on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they deal with 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 what we call real life, quote unquote, real life. While intuitive people deal with abstract, uh, you know, ideas, things, they're very imaginative, you know, compared to, to observant people. And as you can see, like, I've scored, uh, I'm 72% uh, intuitive and 28% observant. Uh, and that's, that's very interesting. Uh, and that's very true. Uh, if, I, if I could relate uh, to a character, I'm sure some of y'all have heard about Anne of Green Gable. There is a show on Netflix called Anne of Green Gable. Uh, Green Gables. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's about a girl who was an orphan. Uh, and is it a recent one? No, this is the, the novel was written in, in, in 19th century. Uh, it's a Canadian uh uh, author who who wrote uh, the story, I forgot her name, Montgomery, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. So the story is like of of a little girl uh, who who is who lives in an orphanage and is treated very badly. 
by the caretakers, by the friends, not friends, like, well, people around, you know, the peers and all. She got bullied and all. Uh, so the way she, uh, he, he fought this, this battle of being treated that way, of being isolated, mm. was that she created a, a parallel universe, a, a parallel imaginary universe for her in which she was a princess. Uh, she had a different cute name. Uh, you know, she had friends uh, uh, of her own liking, you know, she, and she described every friend in detail. Her friends had names, you know, had, 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 had certain personality types, certain characters. Uh, she was a different person. She was rich. She was, you know, loved by everyone. She was taken care of by everyone. Uh, so, so that's, that's the way she, she, she fought this, uh, this isolation or uh, the way she was treated. Uh, and when I took the result uh, of MBTI test today, you know, like the, the interesting thing about MBTI is like when you finish the test and you get the result, it tells you who else is within the same category. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so Anne, uh, Anne of Green Gables actually was one of the of one of one of the characters within this category of of a mediator. The other one I saw was Johnny Depp. <laughs> you know, mm. and I was like, okay, interesting. And and a few other characters uh, that, I, that I forgot, I can't recall. But yeah, imagination plays a great role in our lives. I personally feel like we don't have enough time and enough uh, resources to, to experience life to its fullest. So imagination always come to my rescue. You know, I imagine uh, the places that I wanted to visit with a friend, but we never got the chance to, you know, I, I attend many people's funerals, including my own, uh, you know, uh, that's a bit melancholic. You told you me know? about this before, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, what is this? Attend a future, imagine it, uh, funeral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it helps you appreciate the, 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 uh, the living people around you more because you... I personally intensely feel the things that I imagine, you know, uh, that's why when, when people tell me this is real, this is not real. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you know, what do you mean when you say it happened in real life and you don't count your dreams as real life? You don't count your, uh, you know, daily imaginations as, 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 uh, as real life. Yeah. I'm like, if it feels real to me, that's real. Yeah. You know, like reality is subjective and that feels yeah. really close to my heart and I, I take it as a reality, you know. Is that your body feel it? Your body respond to it? Then it isn't it, it's real enough already. You know, it's, it's it kind of sense what you cannot imagine. And I think that's something you are an abstract person who yeah. very imaginative. Yeah. You were able to do this because uh, this is something kind of within you and yeah. give you different perspective. Uh, yeah. 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 So so the way we can label these two, uh, you know, intuitive and observant is like intuitive is is a more abstract kind of uh, minded person and observant is more concrete minded person. So that's how we can differentiate these two and make it easy for ourselves uh, yeah. to understand this aspect of personality. Moving on to nature. Uh, which is thinking and feeling. Well, that's obvious, you know, for a person like me. Uh, I have I have 80%, 84% of feeling within it's, me and only... It's very high. I have to see. It's very high. 84% yeah, it, feeling. 
I think that's one of my assets. Uh, I feel as though uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite high on IQ. On certain aspects of it, um, I'm above average, but usually like in other aspects, I'm just, you know, average. But when it comes to EQ, I feel as though, uh, you know, I have a lot more uh, resources. You know, I, I can easily relate to someone's experiences. I can, uh, you know, your happiness becomes mine. Your sadness becomes mine. You know, I can celebrate your success with oh. you and I can grieve your sorrow with you. And, uh, you know, without violating the boundaries, uh, and uh, and that that's something I think that that needs a lot of self training because one of the weaknesses for mediators is actually the fact that they lose boundaries. They are so empathetic to the point that uh, they take everybody's burden as if it was theirs. You know, is, is it the way you boundaries. see that? Like, yeah. You identify yourself or other people' emotion too much with you, yeah. To a point, whatever they experience, whatever they gone through, yeah, become part of you. You experience it, and there are times exactly. it's good because you can empathize, relate to the other person, you can connect with them. They felt like you understand me in a certain level, but sometimes when it's too much, it can be too overwhelming and. That, that, that's very true that's very true a typical mediator as i was reading about it as well uh would find it very difficult to differentiate between their own burdens and the burdens uh, of the others because uh, like you said they over identify with feelings of, of other people and sometimes they actually over prioritize other people's feeling mm-hmm. over their own you know, so the, the other, the second, the second party takes precedence over uh, one's own desires, one own, one's own, uh, you know, uh, feelings and whatever not, you know, so that, that, that's how it goes. It's, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. But when you know that it's a, it, it's a, not a flaw, but it's a vulnerability uh, of, of, of mediator uh, individuals, uh, there are a lot of ways that you can, uh, you know, uh, draw a boundary or, uh, you know, train yourself to, uh, to, do the, to, to do both of them s- simultaneously. You know, you yep. can be very caring and at the same time, don't mix it up with your own, uh, uh, you know, life. Because at the end of the day, it's not your, your responsibility what, what happens to, to other people. Is that you, you need to create, not create, like you have to develop the awareness to, to kind of know yourself where, kind of, what kind of situation you are in so you mm-hmm. can uh, react accordingly as well. Not being uh, controlled or managed too much by the emotions over you instead of you aware, oh, this is how I felt, or no? And yeah. This is what other yeah. experience. Yeah. So draw yeah, the yeah. boundary is very important to learn to uh, build that up as well. Yeah, yeah true. Very true. Uh, so, yeah, I would say there were times, there were times that, uh, you know, other people's problems uh, I took as mine and it was counterproductive because uh, what it does is it not only overwhelms you, but the other person uh, who, whose burden you're taking as well because they feel like a burden to you and that's not what they want, you know? And as much as you're trying to save that person, to help that person, you are not in reality because they feel more 
as if as if they're drowning, you know, into their uh, into their problems more because you're not only a help but also a part of their problems. Now they have to worry about making you upset or like yep. uh, you know messing up with your flow <laughs> yep. of life and everything. So uh, nobody this is where it gets so complicated. Really. Yeah, it does. And it maybe does. into a situation where the other person feel like, uh, they are not so emotionally affected by it, but you are feeling more emotional compared to them. So to a point of exactly. like, how come is my problem? But you are more worried or you're yeah. having more stress than me, you know. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like English people say it's uh it, it's it's being more Catholic than the Pope. You, you know, so so like training yourself not to overreact, you know, not to over-identify with other people because because it would lead to a sense of lost identity as well. You know, if you over-identify with uh, with other people's feeling and other people's experiences and not much with your own, uh, then you become them and you'll get lost uh, in a pool of identities that you can't choose from, you know, like, which one is me? I don't know because everybody's uh, life, I, you know, you know okay. uh, I over-prioritize. Yeah, share their experience, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so moving on to tactics. This is like an interesting one. I was talking to Ken uh, about this before we started recording. Uh, and I thought before, before I checking the result uh, for the second time, I thought I was leaning more towards uh, a prospecting kind of person uh, than judging. But then I checked it again and it's like half, half. Uh, I'm 51% prospecting and 49% judging. Uh, and to let you know what it means, uh, judging individuals or those with a sense of order, they are very organized. Uh, they do things pre-planned. They, I assume that they, they don't appreciate surprises, <laughs> you know, uh, as much as prospecting individuals uh, would, you know. Uh, while prospecting individuals would be more uh, spontaneous, more improvising, yeah, you know, you, you call them and, you know, ask them, you want to go out and you're like, okay, let's go out. You want to talk, let's talk. You know, it won't disturb the flow of their life, of, of the daily routine because they don't have a strict, rigid uh, structure. Uh, yeah, that's I the think whole, judging you know, people they, are more structured and predictability. Yeah. They like it a lot because maybe give them a more uh, sense of safety or mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. too much uncertainty which can mm -hmm. uh, be quite stressful mm -hmm. for them but prospecting mm -hmm. people you can just you know whatever happens they are flexible yeah they, able they take to, it with the you know flow, adapt with the flow. Yeah. yeah yeah and and the reason why i said i didn't expect myself to be half half uh it was because uh Is it for because the most part yeah. of my life i've been prospecting i've been a very spontaneous person uh, you know, I, I find it really difficult, extremely strenuous to, to stick with the schedule, to meet deadlines, to, you know, uh, live a routine life. You know, I do things when I feel like it. I eat when I feel hungry. I sleep when I feel sleepy. It, re I go out it reminds me, like it reminds me of, do you remember the last podcast? Uh, discipline. <laughs> yeah. Where you yeah, have spent things out. You just I, I was very low. On <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the, 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 the fact that I score like somewhere in between, I stand somewhere in, in the middle of the spectrum, I feel it's due to the fact that uh, 
uh, last semester was when I started doing things more on schedule. Uh, you know, living a more pre-planned kind of life uh, while maintaining the, you know, uh, the spontaneous, you know, activities that I do, you know, uh, the, the outgoings and all. But I, I feel as though uh, when you have a routine, not a rigid one, like going to sleep at a certain point and waking up at a certain point, sleep is very important, you know, and, and like getting enough sleep, like seven, seven, six to eight hours at least, you know, uh, every day. That kind of helped me like boost my mood, my morals, you know, I, I felt more, I felt healthier, I would say. I felt more connected with my uh, everyday life. And for the first time in my life, I completed an assignment 10 days before submission deadline. And everybody was mind blown because, because I'm the type of person who, you know, who runs for the, um, for the submission box, you know, at few, the last minute. A few minute. minutes before they, they close the submissions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that kind of person I am. And this time I really tried my best to get some 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 routine to my life you know i started the day with uh with like sometimes with reading a few pages like 20 minutes of reading sometimes with a very light exercise uh you know i had my breakfast ready i ate lunch on time dinner on time and you know but by by 8 p.m i was done with all the serious quote-unquote tasks uh, of a day, you know, and from eight to 10 to 11, I could just relax. And, and th that really helped a lot. And probably that's the reason why my resolve for tactics are, I have, I have changed from last time, you know, and now it's like somewhere in between and I'm quite happy about it. That's the changes increase quite a lot in terms of planning, you know, organize, having routine in life as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's about tactics. Moving on to identity, uh, we have assertive and turbulent. So in terms Scores. of... Scores yeah. is very high as well, you know, identity. Assertive, 88%. <laughs> okay, now let, let's, let's tell the audience, uh, you know, what assertive and turbulent means. Uh, because, okay, it makes sense a lot after we, we tell you what it is. Because... Assertive individuals are those who I would say are easygoing, you know, who are, uh, you know, they're, they're okay if, if, uh, if they want to take a break and, and, and the goal that they set for themselves is like really demanding and they want to like, you know, slow it down a little bit, you know, chill, go out, you know, don't stress out. They really work well when there is challenge when there is stress they don't get uh you know out of control uh there is always some uh, equilibrium left for them to to you know to do the task because because uh they don't take like, it too hard i would say you know like simply put a lot more self reassurance to themselves in terms of the things you do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah and yeah, they, they, they simply take it easy. You know, while turbulent people, uh, you can think of a, that's how I picture it for myself, no strategy, 
stereotyping, you know, and, and don't take my word for it. But when I think of a turbulent person, uh, a picture of a first class student would pop up in my mind, you know. So if if let's say uh, they, they scored like 3.9 uh, for their CGPA this semester and it went down to 3.87 next semester, they'll beat themselves to death, you know, like why this happened, you know. Like, themselves, yep. Yeah, what yeah. went wrong, uh, you know. They What's feel very me? stressed. Yeah, yeah. And, and like they feel very pressured to, to do these things, you know, to, to complete the tasks. Uh, to meet their expectation also. Like, yeah, yeah, know, they have high expectations they of, for of themselves. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. The standards are quite high. And if they don't meet it, they'll be like very, uh, I don't know how to describe it, very stressed. stressed. Yeah, very anxious. Yeah, well, I'll be cool, you know. Well, uh, Ken was surprised how, you know, I, I got this result because I myself am a very idealist person. Uh, I am to some extent a perfectionist, uh, but I explained to Ken like how it goes for me. So whatever that that's within my control, I'll do my best uh, to get the best result out of it, you know, and, and I really try, I really push myself, you know, uh, to, to the next level, uh, you know, I'll raise my bar all the time. I have high expectations of my, of myself, but that's all about things that I have within my own control. If something external that was out of my uh, grasp happened and it changed the outcome of, uh, of the things that I was striving for, then I won't grieve. I, I won't really, uh, you know, become disappointed or I don't stress myself out why I didn't get the result that I was fighting so hard, uh, you know, for an example I, I gave Ken uh, before before this conversation was an example of like like a businessman who do everything you know like based on the stats available the data available you know uh, the way the market is growing you know you want to invest in certain uh, trades and all industries you know so everything's going well and then COVID outbreaks. Is that really your fault? You know uh, that 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 COVID popped up out of Nova and nowhere, and like it affected so many businesses. So I did everything well. You know, uh, I don't really uh, self-blame, or I don't really uh, degrade my efforts, my my tries, and my hard works just because something external that was out of my control took place and it changed the result of what I was doing. Well, of course I become sad, you know, like it's, it's a lot of money invested. It's a lot of uh, communication. It's a lot of you know, time commitments and everything invested in this business. And it's going down because of something external. Of course it'd be to, to, to a great extent saddening, uh, but I won't take it as something to blame myself or to degrade myself, to beat myself. Why this happened? Why that happened? If only that was, uh, you, you know, the way I wanted it to be. I don't live an if-only life kind of thing, you know. So whatever see, within my control, I'm happy with it. But the rest, I'll just leave it to the universe or God. I think in some sense, I would say is the attitude, how you're responding to the outcome of uh, everything in life in some mm-hmm. sense. 
Like, let's mm-hmm. say you join a competition or you, you know, do an assignment. Like you do whatever you can, the, the best of you mm-hmm. can. You deliver everything that you can. Whatever the outcome, the result is, is out of your control. It's determined mm-hmm. by too many factors. Mm-hmm. You've done your best. And the mindset, the attitude that uh, whatever it is, I would accept it, you know, to see uh, uh, how it turns out. So the intensity, how the result would affect you is not that uh, strong, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say it doesn't turn out well. It doesn't make you, like, depressed or ruminate over mm-hmm. uh, why, I, why do I feel this, you know? Why I can't just be successful? Why there are mm-hmm. so many problems and why I receive this kind of result? Why I'm not the you know, first? No, I'm the, no, not, why I'm not the top in the you know, competitions? So mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the mind that when you put everything you can, so just see how, you, how well it turns out. Mm-hmm. then you just accept it. Mm-hmm. You would definitely feel sad, disappointed, but uh, the intensity is not that strong to a point where it affects your life, uh, beat you to a point you can't you know, rise up again and continue to fight to, to pursue what you want. Yeah. True, true. Yeah, I, I strongly believe in, in that. Every time, uh, like every, time, every time a friend comes to me and like, you know, they're really upset about how things went in in their projects, you know, they didn't get the result they wanted to get. And I know for the, for a fact that that friend of mine did everything he or she could, you know, uh, to get what, what, what she wanted. But at the end of the day, something happened, you know, out of, out of nowhere. So that's, that's how I, how I use it to, to bring some solace or uh, to console my friends, you know, so I, what I do is like to get their minds back on what's within your control and what's without your control. And if something's without your control, then you have no reason to, to grieve over it. You know, like sometimes you start a, a mission, but then you die. I'm, I'm not sure for this you know? one. I'm not sure it's related to the ego uh, we would like to talk about, you know, the ego where, because we, we have the ego side of us where we think we deserve certain kind of outcome or result because mm. we put in so much, uh, everything that we have, or we are yeah. kind of entitled yeah. to receive that so that we expect uh, the outcome should be good as well. But it's like putting down the ego that you don't deserve or you don't entitle for anything because a lot of things are outside of your control and things just gonna happen. And sometimes mm. things will be unfair, unexpected. Uh, mm. There will be tragedy, but mm. this is part of life, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's now uh, move on to your result. I see that you're a campaigner. I'm not quite sure what uh, a campaigner is. Uh, I'm, so I'm not sure what a campaigner is as well. <laughs> that was my response when I first got my result today. I was like, what is this campaigner? And this is so shocked. I was like, I didn't expect I got this. Uh, main reason because I, I have told you previously, I did the test maybe three or four years ago, that's the first time. Mm. Then I did it another time, uh, two years later, which is about maybe two years ago. The result is mm. INFJ uh, or INTJ. So my T and F is about 50-50. They kind of just mm-hmm. shifted a bit. But mainly it's all under uh, like advocate, uh, still similar pattern, uh, which I kind of resonate a bit, uh, would be career aspect-wise would be about counseling you know, or advocating certain topics or issues, themes in life. Yeah. So that was something I'm more related to. But when I see this mm. campaigner, uh, the combination is ENFPA. So it's extroverted, 
intuitive, feeling, prospecting, and assertive. Mm. So, <laughs> okay. Let's go through one by one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 go through yeah. and scrutinize for, it a bit. For the first one, I was a bit shocked. I so a bit surprised because uh, I kind of identify myself as quite an introvert person, introverted person mm-hmm. for in the past few years. But I think it's because of the circumstances I'm in. When you are kind of graduated, mm. you you can't be introverted all the time. Because this yeah. is the time when you graduated. There are a lot of unknown, unknown things in your life. But for you to understand more what's going on in the society, what's going on around you, you have to talk to people. That's where I started to you know, engage or talk to more people. That's mm-hmm. the first reason. The second reason is kind of related to what you say. Uh, when... I'm more introverted. You do a lot of self-reflections and introspections about your life, you know, about things happen around you. So after that period of time, I think maybe a few years ago, I did a lot of those kind of uh, reflection or journaling about my life and things around me. So I came to a lot of different realizations or different thoughts about life, philosophy, and those kind of thoughts. That's where when you have ideas, you like to share to people. You want to mm. express yourself like, you want to disclose, oh, that's my thought. What do you think? Like something like that. That's why you start to want to have more conversation with people. Mm-hmm. That's the second reason I think I get more extroverted also. That's why I joined in student council because I noticed there are problem in the uh, university. People are not solving it. Uh, the management mm-hmm. might not care too much about the student. Or student themselves, they don't know what to do after graduation. They just think that, oh, university is about friends. They don't have fun. Uh, assignment, that's it. But I was like, no, it's about building your character, building your quality, building what kind of competence you have so that it prepares you when you go out from university. So people be like, oh, you graduated, not just your degree, they see certain kind of character you have which can contribute value to society. And that's the second point. You have something to say and I like to talk to more people to share the idea, to exchange the thought and get more extroverted. So it kind of makes sense a bit more. <laughs> It does. Why? It from, does. Yeah, from introverted, we got extroverted. Yeah. It, it also, I think it relates to the fact that, like we discussed it last time, to the fact that you decided to, uh, you know, make more friends, meet more people, yeah. you know, engage in more conversations because it kind of, again, relates back to you being a very, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, like those who engage in philosophical talk, talks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, those who ponder a lot on, on, on deep ideas and yep. notions yep. Yep. and thoughts. So I, yep. I guess that kind of relates back to, to that as well. It's kind of like interconnected and associated uh, yeah, to one yeah. another. That's, that's where it gets more interesting because I mean, kind of like different parts of you combine together. It makes you do different kind of behavior. For mm. in this case is it makes me want to take more initiative to initiate you know, conversation because you have things you want to know. Uh, and what you do is ask, but asking it, they're asking questions to you. So yeah. as time goes, you get um, more closer to each other or you get more friends and mm-hmm. you enjoy spending time with them also because uh, it feels good. Yeah. yeah. But, but you're still quite, you know, like y- you're not... Uh like fully extroverted like 37 percent introversion is like not 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 little you know so i i think both of us uh what's common between uh you know uh, both of us is that as much as we try to get engaged with other people and 
you know, have nice conversation, deep conversations. At the same time, we need that wind down, uh, you know, time. We I will agree. That, that space, yes. you know, your to recharge. Your personal space to recharge, yeah. to think about your own life first, you know. Yeah. 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 I, I will you put know, it like, in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing I'll share with you. Like, it's been, it's, it's been a while that I'm in Turkey and like, uh, mm-hmm. my, my family here is, is mm-hmm. here as well. So I get to see my uh, sister uh who who stays in iran and i'm in malaysia usually so we don't get to see each other or like talk that much mm-hmm. and when she is with me whenever she comes to malaysia or like whenever like like this time that i came to turkey and, and we are together she chews at my brain by talking you know like she just talk 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 talk, talk all the damn time and i'm like for for the first week i'm fine you know because well I might have you things knew, to yeah, share as yeah, well, yeah. you know. But then after a certain time, I kind of like, you know, I, I grow back to that, to that. I, I'm sorry for sorry for my French, but I, I go back to that bitchy personality of mine, you know, so because so, I can't tolerate more than that, yeah. you know. And if you're not giving me enough space to recharge, then I can't really. Uh, get along with their excitement, get along yeah. with, you know, the, the, share the, the energy. Yes, yeah. I can't. Yeah. yeah, I really can't, you know, and, and she's pissed uh, for, the, for, the, for the last few days because <laughs> she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, you, you see that that's what happens when you don't give me my space to recharge, you know, and you want to talk all the time and you want me to get excited over things that you buy or things that, that happens to you. Or I'm like, it's, 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 it's like, it's like a, uh, it's, how can I describe this? It's like a voucher, you know? So, so you have a few voucher to spend uh, on, on certain things. After a while, after a while, all those you run out of the vouchers, you know, like I'm run out of my vouchers. So let me recharge. Then you have to go back, recharge, make the voucher again, <laughs> like yeah. a ticket again. Then you go out I mean, into that's how introversion works, you know, like every people that you meet is gonna like within a day, you know, it's gonna like burn one voucher, you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, so I totally can relate, seriously, because that's, that's what happens as well. A lot of times, if you ask me every day, you know, go and chat with different friends, I'll say, that's not realistic, you know. That's not possible because after maybe first, second day, I'm okay. But the third day when I talk to them, I was yeah. like, uh, I don't feel like I want to talk. I just want to keep quiet. Yeah. yeah. To kind of recharge, just watch, you know, stand by, not doing anything, you know, just you know, looking yeah. at them. To, to feel myself again, you know, give myself uh, some space and time as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It's too have I haven't lost the sense of introversion in me. So <laughs> maybe it's something again. Yeah, definitely. It's a spectrum, it like changes uh due to circumstances. Okay, yep. you wanna move to, to energy now? Yeah, this the second is the energy, which like the trait that show where we direct our mental energy. Like intuitive is more like the insights, you know, the depth, like abstract topics concept ideas uh, philosophy or life or maybe problem when you see a lot of problem then you like to go uh, down deeper deeper you know different layer to to break down the problem to understand it i think those are more intuitive i think it's the same for many many years since i grew up i has been always the more 
intuitive, more inside looking, seeking kind of person. Yeah. So nothing much change. I'm not a very handsome person. <laughs> downside is when you're a bit more abstract because my score is 79%, which I can relate to. And when you get very abstract in the thoughts that you have, uh, the, everything you have thought of, a bit difficult to express to people because mm. it's in your mind. Part mm. of you, you have the intuitive sense that I get this. I understand it. I know how it works. But people ask you, oh, what do you really mean? Uh, they want you to describe, to you use the word to describe it. That's where it gets difficult. Yeah. Mm. That's where some part of you, you see that I clicks with that. I have white. That is going to be right. But then you can't say it out verbally. So that was something yeah. I kind of struggle certain time. Yeah. So in that time, people... Have- I actually have a question, you know, for, for yeah. both of us, because both of us scored quite high on, on being, you know, uh, intuitive. Uh, so doesn't it actually, don't you think it makes us sometimes to use, uh, to, to lose uh, uh, that, that sense of reality? I mean, like I said, reality is subjective and all, but then you have to maintain certain, uh, you know, uh, uh, certain degree of, of reality to be able to relate to other people's experiences because most people that you 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 deal with outside are not highly intuitive you know they they basically deal with things that they see they experience you know they are not highly introspective people so doesn't it make us sometimes lose the sense of reality and like how do how do we make sense of what's real and what's imaginary and you know how does it go in your experience? I'll share my experience as well, but like, how do you deal with this issue, let's say? <laughs> it, it's quite tough, okay? It reminds me, not sure it's really, it just reminds me of an incident there uh, where me and my colleague, we were talking. We kind of do some bonding. Uh, quite happened recently, I think last week. We're doing some bonding. Mm-hmm. Then we share what we each of us passionate about, uh, who we admire, and what kind of topics we like. Then I share, oh, I admire Jordan Peterson, you know, this guy. Oh, and my I love. Like the, uh, yeah, the content he, he share, he like to speak and lecture because I felt a lot of depth about you know, life, meaning, existential. When I start talking about all this, the, the depth, the insight that I like, they look at me and be like, oh, are you talking about existential? What, what is that? Then I was like, shit. Uh, are we not in the same channel at all? After I say everything, they just give me the blur face or like, uh, okay, yeah, I think I get it. Now, those kind of reaction, which I felt like, why I'm not able to relate at some point. I, maybe I'm thinking they are more the more practical, hands-on person. That's why uh, in business, they are uh, in entrepreneurship or startup, there are a lot of people more hands-on also. So they didn't care about those kind of depth in, about life or what. They just want to like, what's the problem, you know, how can we do, you know, how can we tackle it and they just execute uh, more execution level kind of things. Uh. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I deal with that, just that when talking to them, maybe it's more, more about practical, you know, more about instruction, more about you know, executive stuff instead of going deeper because for them, it's very really hard to re- relate or, or explore into the depth of abstractions or imaginations or, or insights. Uh. So mm-hmm. uh, good and bad because for them they are they can be act on things very fast, but for mm-hmm. me I feel like I need time to break down all the problem, so mm-hmm. it take a lot of time to do the thinking uh, behind the scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
and, and do you idealize uh, your thoughts? Uh, what I mean is, when you when you when you imagine something, there is no limit to where your imagination could go. So many a time we end that we, we kind of end up idealizing the thoughts that we have in our minds or the experiences, uh, and, and we think <laughs> like we think like. If only we could have that experience in real life. You know, we glamorize uh, the, 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 the desires. Before in love of the ideas that you have. Mm. Before in love too much of, over the yeah. ideas. You, you and came it's out too with perfect. All. It's too perfect yeah. in your imagination. So, so do you get disturbed when you realize that what you thought was so perfect in your mind didn't end up being so perfect in real life? Like, how do you deal with those kind of... Uh, you know, incongruencies and imbalances. I have no clue, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do. When you're saying that, I do uh, uh, felt like I experienced it. You know, just one mm-hmm. example a bit, to make it more practical, also, so uh, people can kind of sense it. Uh, like in every maybe friendship, relationship, or family, you have an idea mm-hmm. situation how uh, the other person react. Mm. How a friendship is it? What is the idea friendship of yours? You know, maybe you are asking this kind of question. Uh, people who are more abstract or intuitive, they are able to, you know, tell you what they kind of idealize the person to be. Yeah? And but when you really have friends, that's where the reality kind of check in with you. Like, hey, is that really matching with the idea, the mm. expectation of every behavior that you want them to do? What kind of needs they need to satisfy? What kind of things they have to do for you, or how you should react to them? So that's where you kind of checking with the reality in a sense, mm. and it need a lot of constant uh, revisit to see is it real, and you talk to the person. This is my idea. You know, do you think it's realistic? Through that, only it helps you uh, troubleshoot, maybe uh, reform, make the idea a bit more realistic, but also still can be idea how it works. So we can look up to and move towards the idea to perform the best that we can. Yeah, for the greatest. So what, so what you're saying is well. like your your network of people around you, uh, is the one talking sense into you when you feel is uh, when they feel or like, you know, there's a chance that you are, uh, I don't know, like idealizing something or you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's the interaction with the people around you because especially maybe more practical person when you're telling about them, about all this, see what their response is, you know, mm. and it, they would tell you, you know, maybe the other side of the facts or truth can help you understand a bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? I'm interested cool. to know your thoughts as well. I mean, like, besides what you just shared, you know, like having, having bright people around to... Uh, bring you out of that zone that you're trapped in and you don't even realize, uh, you know, you're so, you're so occupied with the beauty of the thoughts that, that you create in your mind that you barely see their flaws. Uh, but it's good to have, I would say, uh, non-judgmental, caring people around you to, mm-hmm. to bring you out of that zone. But aside from that, what I do is practicing mindfulness. Uh, so I, I can say I'm a very mindful person on so many levels. Uh, I, I, I just sit and think, you, you know, uh, and sense 
whether what I'm experiencing is real uh, or that's the one way that we can actually live our abstract experiences, you know, by being mindful about those experiences, by savoring them, by, uh, you, you know. You might share one uh, practice that people can do, you know, to be more uh, mindful. Yeah. I, I think I've, I think I've, I've shared this before as well. Like I, I take care of living creatures. You know, some people probably like do with, with, with pets but i do it with plants and uh i mean like plants don't talk okay but 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 there are numerous studies you know pointing that they have feelings uh or uh they're just living creatures so the way you behave the way the way you treat them uh uh affect their uh their past grow or you know the the, the way they the way they grow or whatever not, they you know. Grow. So, so what I do is uh, every once in a while, I just gather all my plants, you know, in the living room and I get a wet towel or, you know, a tissue and I wipe all the leaves one by one. Uh, I, I, I talk to them and, you know, like I, I do. Taking care of, of babies? Like, very similar to that. <laughs> you know uh except Sounds that like they it. don't they, they don't they don't cry they don't throw yeah. tantrum, throw tantrum. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they, they don't smile at you also maybe they just yeah. go but they don't smile yeah. at you and, and the, the other thing is like I, I mentioned Anne of Green Gables uh that's a very inspiring story when it comes to friendship uh and what I do is uh when I imagine things I imagine them in a very concrete way. So if, so in detail, the place that we are visiting each other, the things that we are talking about, uh, the people that we are, th- that are passing by. So I see all those things. And in order for myself to not get too distracted from the reality, I talk about these experiences to my friends. Uh, and, and I kind of, manage to inject some sense of a reality to it even though we don't concretely experience them because when you when you share this uh with a friend you know the fact that you have been imagining a very nice scenery a very nice conversation a very nice meal with them uh you didn't have that experience uh you know in so-called real life but when you share those thoughts with your friends it actually strengthens the reality of your friendship because it motivates the activities, it motivates the conversations, it motivates the the, the, the things that you want to do together. Even you though paint it, a, yeah, you paint a picture what yes. both of you can do. You give a yes. vision, you give it an idea. It, it 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 really does, you know. So so it's the abstract that inspires the concrete, you know, that's that that how it goes for me because if I solely rely on the concrete experience, it'd be a very dull, not very so unique kind of relationship. It's just a mundane thing that everybody else could have, but I yep, seek yep. uniqueness, you know. So that's that's how I do it. I, I think that's that's the special, amazing part about uh, have being intuitive, being you know abstract and imaginative as well, because you go in to the places and having a vision where what could happen 
mm-hmm. and how can we move towards that? Mm-hmm. Which, if done properly, you know, being shared properly, the other person, you know, hear it, you know, they feel like that's something we can work for, and it felt great, you know, to to achieve that, yeah. and yeah, yeah. it's gonna be so satisfying, yeah. Yeah, okay, I, let's I just, move on. Okay. Balance is the key, you know. So as long yes, as you yes. can keep that, it works well. Yes, let's move on to the nature. Uh, for nature, I think I will just combine two of them together: nature and tactics. Because for okay. both of these, uh, my score is almost half half. You know, like here, forty nine percent thinking, fifty one percent feeling. So it's more of a feeling. Tactic is forty seven percent judging, fifty three percent prospecting. So these two aspect, uh, for the past few years, the test I've had did for the same test, my result are always like, you know shifting here and there. Uh, my own conclusion is is based on your circumstance. Uh, there are times I feel like uh, I have to be very rash- rational in terms of uh, how things is happening, how should I react with that, how do I cope with the problems in my life. But also there are times I need to be more emotional, so that uh, those emotions are not repress or suppress in some way where it become unhealthy and come back to bite you again so i think in current situation where pandemic a lot of more emotional uh, emotional came out like because you may be loneliness you're staying at home a lot of things you can't do those are the time where a lot of emotions and i have to be more emotional to relate with myself to understand what happening within me as well so it really based on circumstances that's why i say Mm-hmm. For the tactic as well, you know, uh, judging and prospecting. Back then, I was more involved in uh, club and society. When you have a lot of events every week, you know, also have something going on. You have to go volunteer. You have to organize event. You have to planning. You know, so it's more of organized structure kind of life. But now I'm working, but the work is work from home, and I don't really have a structure. The boss tell me that like, you have to come in at nine, then only you can leave at five. No. It's just that this is the objective, the goal you have to meet within the week. Then you can spend your time to achieve that. Yeah. So it's more of the prospecting, you know, spontaneous, and mm-hmm. so I can more easygoing, and that's 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 where I kind of uh, fits into prospecting a bit more. But mm-hmm. to think in a bigger picture, I feel like I'm a person who is more feeling and prospecting also. Uh, my tendency naturally, I think, would be higher uh, for these two feeling and prospecting. Yeah, uh, I think that goes very much in line with uh, uh, the 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 recent uh, career path that you have taken. Uh, yeah. You know, because if you're if you're too thinking, uh, then you'd be rigid on your uh, uh, on your colleagues, people around you. If you're a leader, you'll be like very bossy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're too feeling, then there'll be no outcome. You're, you're too overly focused on the process yeah. that the outcome would be like kind of, you know, dismissed. And then if you're too judging, you're kind of like... Uh, you have to know, follow you... all of this step, you know, all this yeah. SOP, you have to follow. People be like, come on, I don't have much time. Or yeah. just time, and, too time consuming, yeah. Yeah. And you won't have a tolerance for for crisis because crisis could could you know change the the, the flow of your business totally completely, and if you're too judging uh, and too structured, then you you'll collapse you know literally if if there is a if if there's a disaster or like a crisis you'll go it's back. It's so unexpected, yeah, unpredictable. Yeah. Where like how how yeah. can this be happen? You know, but 
Yeah. You can't plan everything out and definitely mm-hmm. you would, things are going to come out and yeah, you have to respond yeah. and be flexible and adapt to it as well. Yeah. I would say that's, that's both of these aspects. I mean, the fact that you got somewhere, you, you, you fell somewhere in the middle of the spectrum would be of great asset, you know, to your uh, business career. So good for you. Uh, thanks. I will say uh, it would be good everyone to kind of know what kind of score you get and also practice what's on the other side as well. Because mm-hmm. when you go outside and start working, it requires many different sides of you. You can't always be, you know, feelings. Mm-hmm. You know? But sometimes you have to be rational. But sometimes you have to mm-hmm. feel what your employee or your colleague is feeling. So you can relate to them. So you can work closer yeah. as a team. So a lot of this, you have to learn, identify and improve. Uh, yeah. So True. you get a better life in some sense. Less problem. True. Yeah. Yep. The last one, identity, which... I think it has been a few tests also the same, assertive, but a score, I'm not sure. Here, I got 57%. Not too high, not too low. So, almost uh, maybe 7 point close to turbulence. Uh, it makes a bit sense, a bit more sense because I'm naturally a bit more uh, sensitive person to stress or to whatever happens around me. So, I easily like... Uh, Oh, oh, this is going to happen. I haven't finished this. I haven't do that. I haven't did that. So I kind of reacting to that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I reassure that I have the ability or confidence to do certain things to perform uh, uh, certain things to create the outcome. Yeah, so mm-hmm. not much comment on this because not I didn't foresee any problems that uh, uh, happened to me because of this or any things I experienced too much for this one as so, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay uh yeah i think that's a very good balance as well over there uh you know uh, uh well mine was very much leaning 88 yeah <laughs> you know assertive sometimes it make me feel like am i a bit weird where i fall on a lot of things in the balance you know so who are you exactly you are so many different parts of you react so differently in different situations but i think that's what makes uh, interesting also because uh, you are a bit more unpredictable mm-hmm. and it allows you to adapt into more different situations yeah true, but also true. people different people are you like more consistency some people like just you know more unpredictability yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that's true you know it's just uh, the, the individual differences uh, that has you know it's its own um, what do you call it? Strengths and, and weaknesses. Uh, and speaking of strength and, and weaknesses, uh, we can tell that both of these uh, personality types that we discussed uh, has uh, their own weaknesses and, uh, you know, strengths. I mean, like not going into detail about like the, the differences between campaigner and, uh, and a moderator, but diplomats, uh, you know, uh, as a as a whole, uh, they they tend to be overly empathetic. Uh, you know, they, they care a lot about other people. I, I feel as though, you know, the job scope would be something uh, in general. In general, they could be be good communicators. So I was reading, uh, you know, uh, through the the job scope for a mediator. I don't know if you went through the campaigners, uh, you know, job scopes. Uh, but 
but the pathway for mediators uh it's it's that of a poet you know a writer a uh, and if they are in within an industry within like a corporate uh, industry they will take roles that are more uh, related to communication with other people so they won't be doing the finance or you know the treasury the you know i think those are more uh, observant uh, score are higher so they are more practical you know, finance accounting yeah. yeah true 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 i mean they fall under the analyst uh, uh, role yeah. that that we mentioned in the beginning of of the episode uh the the other thing i was reading about uh the mediators uh, in terms of their friendship when they make a friend they they do so in hopes that that friend is a friend for life uh they seek deep connection with with people that they get connected to uh and and, and yeah they they, re- they rely a lot on those kind of connection when it comes to romantic relationship uh one risk for uh, mediators is that, like we discussed it, they over-idealize stuff, you know, and that makes it really hard to find a partner because nobody's perfect. And that's a very hard truth for moderate, for, for, for mediators because, you know, it's all within their imaginations. They build a picture, they paint a picture of, of, a, of an ideal partner. And in real life, uh, you know, they meet up with, with, with someone, they go well, you know, for a few months and, after that, they realize, oh, oh no, she is not mismatch. the one I thought. Yeah, it's yeah. not mismatch with the reality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so that that kind of creates a, like a uh, an an issue within romantic relationship. In terms of parenthood, that was interesting. Uh, as much as freedom they give, because they really appreciate and and value authentic relationships and authentic expression of 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 self. So they really don't like, uh, you know, devil being being a devil or putting a mask or like acting on a persona. Ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they want you to know them the way they are, and that's how they 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 raise their kids. So they give so much freedom, but when they see if if they see the kids are misbehaving or violating. Uh, certain moral codes or ethical codes you know that are universal that are of value to everyone that affects human being in general that really breaks their heart you know as 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 parents so that's one thing they value they give freedom at the same time they expect the values to be maintained uh to be respected those were the interesting stuff that i read about uh mediators and i felt it it'd be worthwhile to share for my campaign, I don't have much to share because I feel like it's because of current circumstances where I'm doing startup and I'm planning to build my own company as well. So that's mm. where I have this uh, type, personality type campaigner to go out. I think in the description, it say, say the career like comedian, which I was like, it's not relatable in some way. <laughs> uh, for me, I think the more relatable one is the result I got uh, previously, uh, INFJ or INTJ. Because mm-hmm. that's something after I, not doing the startup, not doing entrepreneurship, a uh, few years down the road, where I continue my master. Mm-hmm. When I become like the career is stated for them, a uh, counselor, uh, psychologist. Yeah. So I think that's more I relate to a point because for now, just a few years, I might be a campaigner because I need to do different kind of aspect in life. Mm-hmm. But 
are still more interested back into you know, clinical psychology, being a counselor, sure. to go in depth about human uh, mind behavior you know, patterns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I think we have gone through both of our experiences uh, in much detail. Uh, just a reminder to whoever's listening again, uh, just like we have explained it before, the results from a personality test do not strictly uh, or aren't all in all define who you are. They can change over time. Just our results have changed. Uh, I just would, like the experience I, we share, yeah. yeah in different you know, circumstances, environment you're in, it just changes because the life demand changes as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what when I was thinking about this before the podcast, uh, the way I see it is like a medical checkup. So you know, every 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 few months, you want to go to a physician, uh, a physician, and see how your health is doing, what has changed, and based on the the the, the recent demands of your body, you act. The same thing goes probably, in my opinion, with personality tests. So every once in a while, you can take and see how your characters, your priorities, your values have changed over time and read about them, you know, and see how can you, how you can maximize those, uh, those assets, how you can minimize uh, the, the, uh, the weaknesses or the vulnerabilities of a certain uh, personality characteristic, you know, uh, and, that way you can keep in touch with the changes that happen yes, within yes. you without you even knowing, uh, you know, because they're so subtle and so unconscious. So that's, that's probably the biggest benefits of personality tests that you can use, but, but never take it for, you know, as though it's, it's the final thing. It's, yeah, it's, it determines your life yeah. and what kind of things you want to do. Not really. Yeah. You still can change, but it would be a good checkup with, you know, how have yeah. you been doing, you know, who yeah. are you, you know what kind of personality what kind of life demands you you have having right now yeah yeah, yeah before 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 we end i'd like to give credit and thank uh isabel uh bridge myers who created this uh <laughs> uh personality classification credit, credit. <laughs> yeah so uh thanks uh to her and for we are left with one more uh episode on personality test and that would be the big five probably the most uh, rigorously tested uh uh and empirically uh you know backed up validated. personality validated yeah. test yeah. that's out there uh and i'm so excited to share uh we both are so excited to yes. share yes. Our, our inside experiences with with the big five uh till then please stay safe uh, smile more that helps a lot you know and yeah be happy thank you very much for listening Ken any any last words no see you guys in next episode big five yes. personality yep bye 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 bye